It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is Locked on Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU athletics. This is the November 26th edition of the show. On today's show, we're breaking down another loss for BYU in their rivalry game against Utah, giving up a frustrating 20-point lead and losing their eighth straight in the Holy War. Breaking that down for you, as well as looking back at BYU basketball and a tough loss on their home floor against Houston, and also examining what we can expect from BYU women's volleyball in the upcoming NCAA tournament, as they have earned the number four seed in that tournament. That's the layout of the show for today. Thank you so much for downloading us. As always, you're available on all of your major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. You can even tell your smart speakers play Locked On Cougars, and you should find us there as well. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them here in a moment, and brought to you by Sling TV. We'll tell you about Sling a little bit later on on the show. Play fake for Wilson. A deep drop. Goes for the back right pylon on the end zone. He's got a touchdown to Neil Kahu. And the Cougars open up on top. Ocean Collin starts left. Jukes back to the right. Play fake. Wilson on the seam. Caught by Bushman. 10-5. Touchdown, Cougars! Motion. Handoff. Hadley to the plane. Got there. There's no signal, but he got there. Touchdown. There it comes. Touchdown, BYU. And the Cougars take a 19-0 lead. It's fourth and goal from the one. Tight formation. A snap, a turn, and a score by Matt Hadley! The Cougars brought in a personnel group we haven't seen. The snap went, and Hadley on the turn scores! There you go, some of the highlights from the BYU Sports Network of the game Saturday night. Those are the good highlights. BYU, unfortunately, ends up losing this game 35-27. to Frustrating fashion if you're a BYU fan. The Cougars held a 20-point lead at halftime. They absolutely dominated Utah. Both sides of the line had absolutely owned all of the action to go up 20 to nothing at halftime. Utah got a pick six from Julian Blackman that pulled them within 20-7. to And then BYU, I thought, had kind of reasserted their dominance going down the field and scoring a touchdown to go up 27 to 7 with 528 to go in the third quarter after that though the wheels came off Utah reels off four touchdown drives in about a 16 minute span to close out the game drives of 75 44 70 and 33 yards 28 unanswered points and Utah wins their eighth straight in the rivalry game 35 to 27 
My overall takeaway from this is it's absolutely frustrating if you're a BYU fan to sit back and look at how the Cougars fell apart in that game. They had owned all of the action for nearly nearly the entire game. Two-thirds of that game, BYU controlled it. But in the final stanza, unable to hold up under the pressure that Utah, I felt like, um, came into this game sleepwalking. I thought they looked ahead. I thought they were getting ready for the Pac-12 championship game. BYU came out and punched them in the mouth. They weren't quite sure what to do. You could tell it was on Kyle Whittingham's face that he was frustrated with his team, what they were doing, and... Frankly, at halftime, he said that he went in there and he had some colorful words for his team, told him, hey, you guys want to play this way and get dominated for a second uh, for the second half and lose this game, then go ahead. But BYU, unfortunately, wilts under the late pressure. It seemed like Utah finally realized, hey, we can move the ball here. We're going to run behind our offensive line, and that's what they did. They end up dominating BYU in that final stanza, like I said, 28 unanswered and they win their eighth straight in the series. Here's the thing. I've seen some uh, other media talking about this season for BYU, where they now sit at 6-6, six and six, saying BYU is a few points and a few yards short of going at 9-3 and three or 8-4. and four. Plain and simple, I'm not going to try and give you moral victories. BYU is what they are. They're 6-6. Six and six. They've had some really high highs this season. They went to Wisconsin and beat up on a Badgers team that proved to not be as good as we all thought they were in the preseason, but still a dominant win for BYU to go and end a lengthy home skid in in Madison there. They also went to Arizona and won a game there, and the Arizona Wildcats became a much better team as the season progressed, in my opinion. But... BYU down the stretch of the season, 3-5. and five. Not a great record over the final two months of the season, but the Cougars are 6-6. Six and six. They will be going to a bowl. Their contract with ESPN guarantees them a bowl game. Uh, we found that out. Uh, Cougar Sports 960, I believe, had Mitch Sherman from ESPN on last week, and he mentioned the fact that there's a contractual agreement or guarantee in BYU's setup with ESPN that the Cougars will be in a bowl game, and that's that's good news for BYU. The problem I have is BYU just can't seem to finish out these games late in the season. You shouldn't give up a 20-point lead to anybody, much less your opponent. The Cougars were rolling. I, I have not seen BYU be that dominant in a game probably since that Wisconsin game in, in all reality. I thought the Hawaii game, uh, Hawaii was a little bit overmatched, so BYU dominated, dominated that game. But in terms of where BYU's at and where Utah is perceived to be at, I haven't seen BYU play as dominantly as they did since the Wisconsin win this season in what they did in the first half and much of the third quarter against Utah. It was a good game. I thought BYU showed some good things in this, but ultimately you can't lose a game where you give up a 20-point lead that you had twice, especially when you were up 20 with five minutes to go in the third quarter. So 40 minutes of that game, BYU absolutely dominated. The final 20 minutes and change belonged to the University of Utah. Zach Wilson, I think he's a star in the making for the Cougars, plain and simple. He was unflappable. He's a kid that grew up going to Rice-Eccles Stadium. Uh, everybody wondered how, as a true freshman, he would do. Uh, having grown up a Utah fan, going back to the stadium he had come to know and love, but now playing for the other team at 40 miles south in BYU. 
I thought he was unfazed. He was unflappable. Uh, Utah has some relentless pass rush, and he was able to sidestep it, get away from it, and do some impressive things overall. I think he's a star in the making. He went for 204 yards passing, 73 rushing to lead the Cougars in both categories on the night. And I think he is the future of BYU, and BYU fans should be excited for him. Uh, Matt Hadley had a great game for the Cougars. I really feel like he was wasted playing linebacker for four years of his career based on what we've seen. I wondered how he would do against a top-shelf defense, especially one of the top-run defenses in the country in Utah, and he proved to be plenty effective before being injured, ending up on crutches on the sideline after getting his ankle injured. He had two rushing touchdowns, 64 yards rushing. I believe he probably would have been the leading rusher for the Cougars had he been able to finish out that game. But his injury, along with the uh, injury in the game to Isaiah Kafusi, I thought were two critical blows for the Cougars and just adds to what is already a walking mash unit for the Cougars overall as a team. I'm really wondering who's going to be healthy for this bowl game because we heard Lopini Katoa, as I reported last week, out. And it'll depend on when this bowl game is for BYU. If it's one of the early bowl games pre-Christmas, I would have my doubts that Lopini Katoa would be available. If it's a post-Christmas bowl game running up to New Year's there, there's a possibility he could play. It'll all just depend on the timing. Uh, Corbin Kafusi, his career is over. Props to that young man. Told reporters after the game he has to have three different surgeries. He's got a surgery on his ankle, which is the most pressing that originally was what was going to rule him out of this game. He's also going to have surgery on a torn triceps muscle, as well as a surgery on a pinky finger that's been injured for much of the season. And he went out there on a bad will, and as he put on social media, till the wills come off, rolled up the second most tackles on the team in the game with seven. I thought he played one of his finest games as a a Cougar. I feel like this senior year, his ability in big moments against the biggest opponents on BYU's schedule is when he has shined the brightest. And he's got an NFL future ahead of him. That's my opinion. But he will be done for this bowl game. He played his final game against Utah. He will have the trio of surgeries here in the coming days and try to heal up and get ready for the NFL Combine, etc. But I was really impressed with what he's got, he was able to do in that game. But getting back to my point, BYU has all kinds of injuries around this team. They lost Zane Anderson for the season. Lopini Katoa is a possibility to be have been lost for the season. Riley Burt uh, has been limited in form at times this season. Squally Canada's had multiple concussions this season. Matt uh, Matt Hadley now, we don't know what the status of his ankle will be. So when it comes to this bowl game, it could be really a BYU youth movement in the bowl game. Could play some really young players. Tyler Algier could see some time, I believe, at running back with some extra action and extra practice now as bowl season approaches and the Cougars able to kind of look to the future. But It'll be interesting to see who's available for that bowl game in terms of the players on BYU's roster that are injured because it's a list that is a mile long and there are all kinds of injuries on there. So I'm interested to see who's able to return in time for a bowl game. All right, so there you go. I'm not going to try and spin it for you. BYU loses their eighth straight in the rivalry series. I'm not going to blow smoke up your you-know-what and say that, well, the Cougars were... X number of yards and X number of points away from being 9-3. and three. 
That's not how I go about it. BYU is 6-6. Six and six. They're bowl eligible. They accomplished one of the goals I think the media and themselves had for this season, which was to get back to bowl eligibility. They will use this bowl eligibility to get a lot of practices in. That was probably the most critical thing for the Cougars this year with a young team. Uh, speaking of Utah, though, BYU, if they hope to beat them in the season opener next year, they're going to have to play like they did in this game but finish it out because Utah doesn't graduate a ton of seniors. They graduate some key seniors, players that have had key roles on the on that team. Cody Barton, Chase Hansen come to mind. There's only 13 seniors on Utah's team, so there will be the bulk of Utah's roster will be back to take on the Cougars next year in that season opener. So BYU is going to have to be ready for it. It, it. Kalani Satake said after the game, it's my job to get this team ready so we can go out and win this game next year and end the streak. BYU fans, I know you're frustrated, but BYU is doing everything they can to get this team ready uh, to do big things. Big things is debatable. Is that a 10-win season? Is that an 8-win season? I don't know exactly what to tell you when it comes to that, but I do know that this team has youth on its side. It's got some talent on its side, and hopefully the incoming recruiting class and the return missionaries joining this program will be able to bring bring an edge or bring a new facet to this BYU team, particularly, I hope, playmaking on the outside at wide receiver, which has been a glaring issue for the Cougars over the last few years. They need to find a difference maker at wide receiver, and I feel like Gunnar Romney is one answer if he's able to stay healthy. All right, so there you go. Some of my rambling thoughts on this game against BYU, but now they get ready for a bowl game. We'll come back on the other side, talk a little bit about the bowl game and the scenarios and some of the projections I saw yesterday after week 13 of the season. We won't know officially until this coming Sunday when all the bowl announcements are made, but we'll break down the projections for you next. Also get you some thoughts on BYU basketball, a tough loss at the Marriott Center over the weekend, and we'll break that down for you in the next next segment as well and then coming up also talking about BYU women's volleyball Uh, they got the fourth seed in the NCAA tournament we'll break down exactly what that means for the Cougars and what they are facing as they get ready to make a run for a national title that's all coming up right here on Locked on Cougars before we go I do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the show and that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control right here in Utah they are your pest control experts and here to help you take care of any and all pest control issues you have cold weather moving in spiders and mice are going to be moving inside houses inside those foundations to keep nice and warm this winter just like you are not a lot of people like to go outside and that's the same with pests all guard pest control can make sure that they don't become an issue for you by coming out making sure making sure your home is protected against any and all pest control issues you can give them a call they're they're there for you all the time along the Wasatch Front, Provo, Salt Lake. If you're up in Davis County, Wasatch County, wherever you're at, they're here to help you out. So give them a call, 801-851-1812. Their online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. Customers come away completely satisfied with All Guard Pest Control. That's what they're here to help you out with. Make sure that you are taken care of. Seth and his team are the best in the business. So give All Guard Pest Control a call at 801-851-1812. Once again, 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. 
Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Locked on Cougars, and we are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, opinion, and insider info you can't find anywhere else right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. Thanks again for joining me on this Monday edition of the show. BYU football finishes the regular season 6-6, six and six, now gets ready for a bowl game. Uh, the bowl projections come out each week. I don't really pay attention to them till later in the season. Yesterday's projections are when it really starts to get serious because uh, the bowls start to look and they start to kind of filter out word about teams they're looking at. I believe the first two bowl um, invitations were handed out were accepted yesterday, and that's going to be Toledo and Florida International will be playing in the Bahamas Bowl. I'd love to see BYU in the Bahamas Bowl one day. I think it'd be absolutely awesome. I know they kind of get that bowl out of the way early because of the travel issues, getting visas, etc. to get teams down there, but that game is set. Uh, The BYU projections are all over the map once again. Like I said, BYU contractually guaranteed to have a bowl game according to ESPN reporters. I believe it was Mitch Sherman if I'm not mistaken said that on local radio recently. But here's the projections I saw from BYU yesterday that all kind of came out. The first one was the Gasparilla Bad Boy Motors Bowl. Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl, excuse me, December 20th versus Wake Forest. Uh, that was the first time I had seen that game projected for the Cougars, but it would be interesting. It would be a pre-Christmas bowl game. I know that BYU with their finals schedule, etc., would probably prefer a post-Christmas bowl game to get extra practices in, but that is the one that's currently projected for BYU before Christmas. The first responder bowl, which has been the most heavily linked bowl for BYU throughout the projections that I have seen, was projected twice for the Cougars. Uh, First time to play Middle Tennessee State and also to face North Texas. That would be December 26th at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time. A tough game to, to travel to if you're a BYU fan and hoping to spend Christmas at home, but it would be a post-Christmas bowl game for the Cougars and facing either Middle Tennessee State, who the Cougars have faced as an independent, or North Texas, a team that has had a great season with a coach that's on the rise, Seth Luttrell. Could be in mix for the newly opened North Carolina job, it looks like. So it could be interesting to see if North Texas has a coach in place at that time, if that if that were to come about. Another projection for the Cougars that BYU has been linked to before is the Independence Bowl, uh, currently projected in that one to play Boston College, which I think would be a fun game. Anthony Brown is a great quarterback there for the Eagles, and they've had a great season to this point. They were ranked until recently. Uh, they've got a, a, a just it's a very much a, st- a stylistic um, matchup in terms of what BYU 
would face in the Independence Bowl with Boston College because Boston College plays kind of a pro set. They like to run the ball a lot. Uh, they're not necessarily a spread team. And BYU has some history with Boston College as well, so that'd be an interesting one. And then the first time I had seen this projected for the Cougars was the last one. Last projection I saw was the Cheez-It Bowl. It'd be in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, playing TCU on December 26th. It'd be a night game, so that'd be actually a little bit easier to travel to because you can make the drive to Arizona that day. I don't believe it's uh, scheduled to kick off until 6.30 or 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So BYU fans could get out to this one. They'd be facing TCU, their former Mountain West Conference rival, also a former WAC rival for a time as well in the 1990s. I think that would be an interesting bowl. And BYU fans... Let's just hope here, this is this time of year when it comes to bowl games, you want bowl games to be travelable. You want to be able to travel to these games, driving or make it easier to travel on you. And going to Phoenix, I think, might be the best bet for the Cougars because you can fly it or drive it relatively easily. And it is a warm weather dis- de- destination, all in all. We'll see how it shakes out this Saturday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday as, as kind of the word starts leaking out from these bowl committees about who they're selecting. But the good news is BYU contractually guaranteed to be in a bowl game, get all those extra practices, and get these young players some extra game experience against whoever their opponent is. All right, there you go. Some of the thoughts I had on BYU football. Now let's talk a little bit about basketball before we take our second break on the show today. Uh, BYU basketball Man, tough game Saturday afternoon. Got getting beaten thoroughly, seventy-six to sixty-two, by the Houston Cougars in the final game in the Men Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup Series. Dave Rose after the game said, "We we just got outplayed. This felt like a league game. We had a lot of young guys playing a lot of minutes out there, and I think this will be a good experience for them." T.J. Hawes led the Cougars with a season high twenty-five points, but his fellow teammates unable to do um, much of anything. In all honesty. Haas tied a career high with six three-pointers made on 12 attempts. Uh, Yoli Childs came just short of another double-double, scoring 16 points, pulling down nine rebounds. And BYU trailed for all but one minute of this game. So just a thorough beating at the hands of Houston. Houston is a good team. They're going to be a, a team that's going to be on the NCAA bubble. It was one of those games that BYU looked at on this schedule before the season and said, okay, if the Cougars are going to build up some quality wins in the non-conference, Houston's got to be one of those. You're going to be on your home court. You need to go out and win this game. But unfortunately, BYU comes up short. Now they look to regroup. They head to Illinois State on Wednesday this week. I'm interested to see um, how they do because Illinois State has been an NCAA tournament caliber team over the last few years. They kind of fell off last year, and we'll see how they look this year. It'll be a game scheduled at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. The game will be streamed live through the Watch ESPN app, and of course, you can hear it on the BYU Sports Network on all the local affiliates. Uh, two good notes out of this the Men's Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup All Tournament team was announced, and Yoli Childs and TJ Hawes were named to that team for their play in this game. Corey Davis Jr. led the Houston Cougars in their win over BYU. was named MVP. And I thought this was a cool series to see all these home games for BYU. Uh, Houston coming in here. Rice, Alabama A&M. And one other team, I don't remember who the other team was. I apologize. Oh, Northwestern State. I apologize. Northwestern State as well. But the Cougars played well. 
but in the biggest game of the Cup Series, thoroughly dominated. In BYU's two biggest games of the season to this point, they've gotten beaten. Season opener at Nevada in this home game against Houston. So the Cougars are going to have to figure something out and get back on track. Uh, they, need to start, they need to get some of these quality wins, plain and simple. If they don't get them, that's when it's going to really hurt them uh, come tournament time. They'll face Illinois State a Wednesday night, and then they have three straight in-state games. They head to Weber State this coming Saturday, and then next week they face both Utah State and Utah. So now BYU's got a chance to do some work in-state, pile up some wins in-state, kind of establish themselves as a dominant team in-state. And then their final three non-conference games coming up later in December, UNLV, San Diego State, and Mississippi State will be their next few chances to pile up quality non-conference wins. And we'll see how it shakes out. I, I BYU needs some of these wins because come March, if you don't have a couple of these quality wins on your resume, could make for another uh, season where BYU fans are frustrated the Cougars aren't in the big dance, and we'll see how it shakes out. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, talk a little bit a little bit about BYU women's volleyball, their upcoming NCAA tournament. They're seeded fourth in the tournament, so they'll have home matches for at least the first weekend, and we'll update you on that coming up next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about Sling TV. They're your best bet to watch all the college football and all the college sports you can handle. For just $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC Networks, and more. Sling TV allows you to stream it on your big screen and also take it with you on your favorite devices. It is the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels with Sling TV. You're not paying for something you don't watch. You pick the channels you want. There are no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Locked on Cougars listeners, if you sign up for Sling TV, you can get a seven-day free trial. What you need to do is go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. You can get a seven-day free trial and see if it's the right option for you. So there you go. That is Sling TV. Check it out. Once again, sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we close out today's show, want to update you on the BYU women's volleyball team like we've been teasing. Before we do that, do want to talk a little bit about BYU women's basketball. Uh, they beat Cal Baptist 76-69 in the final day of the SDSU Thanksgiving Classic on Saturday. Four Cougars scored in double figures, but BYU gets the win nonetheless. So congratulations to the women's basketball team on the victory. They will be on the road this week as they kind of make their way back from San San Diego taking on Southern Utah in Cedar City tomorrow night at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So another chance for BYU to pick up another win there. They're off to a, a solid start this season and hopefully they can keep it up. Jeff Judkins always doing a great job for the Cougars. All right, women's volleyball. They earned the number four seed in the NCAA tournament, which begins this Friday. 
BYU, of course, lost their regular season finale, which also dropped them from the number one ranking in the country. And I'm not going to lie. It's just my feeling that the tournament committee was looking for any chance to downgrade BYU. And when that loss happened, BYU was downgraded. Nonetheless, they are the number four team in the tournament. They'll be hosting West, uh, the West Coast Conference champions. Excuse me. They'll face American East champion Stony Brook, who are 21 and eight on the season at 7 p.m. Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse on Friday. Uh, rival Utah made it in as a at-large bid with an 18 and 13 record. They will take on Summit League regular season champion Denver, who is 27 and 2 in the first match at 4 p.m. on Friday. And then the winner of each of those matches will advance to the second round, which is slated to start at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Tickets go on sale this morning at 9 a.m. You can go to BYUCougars.com for ticket information for the tournament. Uh, BYU, if they advance, they would go into regional play, and there's a possibility they could host the regionals as well next week on December 7th and 8th, and then you advance to the national semifinals and championship, which will be hosted by Minnesota on December 13th and the 15th at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So the, the roadmap is out there for BYU. I would expect that BYU beat Stony Brook relatively easily Friday night. And based on what I've seen from Utah this year, BYU did dominate them pretty thoroughly. Denver, it's 27-2. and I would expect I uh, would take care of Utah and then it would match up BYU and Denver in the second round Saturday night. And hopefully the Cougars advance from there and continue their run. Hopefully that loss in the regular season finale against Loyola Marymount has woken up BYU and it's not a hangover factor for the Cougars because that would just be a bummer end to the season if they were to let that linger and see themselves fall apart when they when it's most important that they're actually firing it on all cylinders. All right, there's the show for today. We'll be tracking the women's volleyball team as they make their run, rooting for them to make a deep run into this tournament, hopefully make it to Minnesota. That's the show for today, brought to you once again by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call at 801-851-1812. Also brought to you today by Sling TV. Give them a look. You can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. You can check that out. Thanks again for joining me on the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, more thoughts on BYU. BYU football, some thoughts on BYU basketball to have media availability today. So hoping to catch up with one of the players down there at BYU basketball to talk about the early run this season and looking ahead to their upcoming in-state games as well. So we'll have that all covered for you right here on Locked on Cougars. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for November 26th, 2018. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.